Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. In the year 1998. <laughs> we just let you do that for 24 years now, right? Is that how this works? <laughs> do that for an hour. We got a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me that's the intro. That was great. Oh yeah, we start every episode with "In the Year." <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know. Of course, the weird thing is we are looking at twenty twenty two with Beavis and Butthead do the universe, which I think, I guess, this actually is the first new content since ninety eight, which blew my mind a touch. Just about. <laughs> There's yeah. been some minor things. There was a season floating around in 2011. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not a complete cold spell. Anyway, the movie certainly convinced me that it was. Um, hi, this is Matt here. This is Luke. It's a sci-fi sanctuary. Uh, we've already introduced the movie. Let's introduce the guest. Hi, it's Charlene Schmidt from the Mission Log Live podcast and many other Trek podcasts. And um, uh, you were on... My, uh, my Twilight Zone one and brought up Beavis and Butthead. So I was not even aware of this. And uh, I was like, oh, God, I have to watch that. And I was like, oh, it's sci-fi enough. We got a podcast. And I was like, well, <laughs> I should I should probably invite you to talk about it. We were about to do this uh, solo on the mountain yesterday. But then we would have just ended up going <laughs> for about <laughs> an hour. So <laughs> I mean, isn't that most Beavis and Butthead podcasts, at least the ones that I've listened to over the years? They <laughs> That's all they do is their finest impressions. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, especially with this movie, there's some good stuff to chew on here. There's some things to talk about. And so, yeah, hi. Thank you for having me on the show. I am stoked to be talking Beavis and Butthead. It's not something I get to do very often. And with this being a sci-fi podcast, I'm really curious as to where this discussion is going to go. Because <laughs> this is Beavis and Butthead do sci-fi. Scientific accuracy is not going to have any part of this equation. Yeah, don't let Neil deGrasse Tyson on this one. <laughs> no, no, no. He he won't stand it for five seconds. <laughs> well, I just like, was it several days later? It's like, oh, they ran out of air like three days ago, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the space logistics aren't exactly, uh, what's the word, accurate in any respect, <laughs> shape, or form. But you know what? It's a means to an end. It's the vehicle that tells the story. That's what we have to care about here. So if you haven't watched this yet, one, go watch it and suspend your disbelief and then come listen to us. But um, Yeah, I, I guess we should talk a little bit about where, where Beavis and Butthead is in our life, because I saw Do America on opening night. But I was also in this thing where we didn't have cable. So I to see Beavis and Butthead, I'd have to be at a friend's house. Or I think. Oh, somebody, yeah. I think someone loaned me the VHS where they just, you know, recorded like the uh, narrative bits and edited out all the videos and stuff. And I watched that. But it was kind of oh, wow. like 
like definitely like everyone knew what it was. It was big in the nineties, but it was also like slightly inaccessible for me, which I don't know, I guess made it more charming. <laughs> <laughs> it made it more desirable. Sure. I felt that way about South Park when it first came on the air. We did not have Comedy Central, even though we had cable, our just provider didn't have it at that time. So that was to be coveted. But um it is a very like kind of American thing, I think. So this is where we, we bring in Luke, because Luke, I was going to say you would be maybe too young to have done Beavis and Butthead in their prime, but I guess eight about eight years old is about the right age for a boy getting into so, Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, but I'm British. Right. So <laughs> like, I, we, I don't think we had MTV, as you would know it. Um, I do remember seeing Beavis and Butthead do America on like my uncle's VHS. And not really getting it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was vaguely aware of Beavis and Butthead as a thing that maybe like my auntie and uncle found funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, my nostalgia for the 90s is entirely different because I'm that bit younger. So yeah, this was pr- the first time I'd given Beavis and Butthead a moment's thought in 23 years. <laughs> 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 how how did it land for you? So I was I was all prepared because I'd remembered Beavis and Butthead as basically just the <laughs> and no jokes. <laughs> I was I was waiting to be come in here and be like I don't understand why you Gen X is like this, but actually it was pretty funny. <laughs> well, good, glad you liked it. <laughs> yeah, I mean Mike Judge, you know, definitely is kind of like divisive, I guess. <laughs> I mean, again, yeah. he did Idiocracy, which is an extremely divisive movie from like several kinds of division. So <laughs> I feel it's sort of like Seth MacFarlane's humor where you either get it and you're laughing your ass off or you're just not into it at all. Yeah, that sounds fair. And I will say, like, I never got King of the Hill. I'm from the South. I mean, not Texas, but I'm from the Southeast. So you think I'd like you know, I, maybe it was because I was used to seeing that stuff. So I didn't like seeing on TV. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Like, you know, Hank I, I don't Hill know. was a few doors down <laughs> for my house. So, um, <laughs> uh, Shara, what's your trip with Beavis and Butthead? I, I think you have a more intensive one. <laughs> it goes pretty far back. And I started almost from the beginning. I was not aware of it in 92 like when it was on liquid television and it was just the shorts of like frog baseball and a couple of others. I did get into it though, like in 93 and that would have put me in the sixth grade, meaning my mom was okay with me watching it, but my sister who was five and a half years younger, not allowed to watch it. And that was also when Beavis and Butthead was making all the news stories because there was a lot of controversy about this show. A lot of people were upset that MTV was airing this. And there was this whole thing where a kid played with fire because this two-year-old saw Beavis and Butthead. And it was a whole thing. Look it up, guys. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. And I loved Beavis and Butthead. I knew the, you know, the disclaimer. I had that embed, like just embedded in my head. They're not role models. Don't do what they do. They're cartoons, blah, 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 blah. Like, you didn't have to tell me that. So <laughs> it was, it was just fun to watch them being stupid and, as the years have gone on, I've only come to appreciate them more because there is an art to writing these characters because they are so stupid in a way that's charming. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I was we were ta- I was actually talking to Luke yesterday where I was like, for me, the the 
the fact that it's basically been dry. I mean, you mentioned there's some 2011 stuff, but um, to me, it's like you you would see Beavis and Butthead stuff like in your mall store along with The Simpsons and South Park. And I just kind of had in my head that it was a, a legacy thing, which isn't entirely true. Um, I mean, it is, but it isn't. You know, everybody yeah. remembers Beavis and Butthead being from the 90s, but there were a couple of times that it showed up. Like I remember they did a quick thing for the 2005 VMAs. You know, that's not something you're going to catch unless you're still watching MTV or if you come across it on YouTube. There was the season in 2011. And then Mike Judge brought Beavis and Butthead back for Portugal the Man, some concert feature. Like the artist asked him to do it and Mike Judge realized he could still do the voices and he thought, hmm. And that got the ball rolling. That's the charm of, uh, you know, voice acting, right? I mean, you can... You can have James Earl Jones, who's, what, 90, doing some Vader again and some Star Wars, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think the thing is for Mike Judge is the Beavis voice. It's so gravelly. It has to come from deep within your throat. I'm sure after a while that gets painful or at yeah, least it yeah, gets harder to do. Throat spray or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think in Japan, we like they there's a lot of things in Japan where they'll like use the images, but they don't really know the property, but I'm pretty sure we don't see any of Beavis and Butthead. No, they, I've seen a Beavis and Butthead t-shirt. Oh, okay. And I was, I was like, Oh wow, Beavis and Butthead. And the kid's like, I don't know. My dad bought me this. I don't know <laughs> what this is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh no, that's common in Japan. It's like, Oh, you, you like the shining or like, what's that? It's the shirt you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of pop culture references. You have no idea. Right. Well, you go to Uniqlo and they always have like an arrangement of what, you know, like this line of T-shirts. And, you know, I walk in, I'm like, holy crap, it's like Capitol Records from the 60s T-shirts. That's awesome. But, you know, the other people are just like, I need a shirt and they buy it. So. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. It kind of sounds like Hot Topic or Spencer's Gifts here in the States. Oh, yeah. That's where I would be looking for the uh, the Viva stuff for sure. But um, I haven't even been in the States for 12 years. So I don't know what I don't. Do you even have malls in the States anymore? <laughs> Sort of, not many. <laughs> it's not that much of a thing anymore. And the ones that are left, eh, I haven't been to a mall in a long time. I really can't tell you how they're doing. Yeah, I, I went to the mall on Sunday, man. When it was packed. <laughs> <laughs> are, are malls still a big thing in Japan? Yeah. 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 Okay. People, I mean, people buy things online, but I, I, I guess that's the chance to get out on a weekend, right? So sure. You know, if you want to go somewhere, that's that's a place to go. Or you walk to um the 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 uh, samurai school like Luke did, according to your picture. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun too. Uh, as we dive down, I guess Luke, if you will give us a plot for this one, I will indeed. Butthead burned down their science fair back in the 90s, and in a misguided attempt to straighten them out, they're sent to NASA space camp. Messing around with the probe, they're asked to go on a mission to a black hole, but they misinterpret it as an invitation to score with astronaut Serena. They mess everything up and get dumped into the black hole. They emerge in 2022. 
Pursued by Serena, who wants to kill them, and the feds, who want to dissect them, they bumble through college, prison, phones, and their own multiversal selves. Eventually, one Beavis does score, and the multiverse rejoices. It's a medal. Everybody gets a medal. That's great. Yes. Awesome, <laughs> Chewy. Yeah, I, I was just thinking because at our at the school we work at, we've been given. Oh, except for Chewy. Yeah. Didn't they eventually give them one in like a different movie or something? Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's yeah, they did it to America. Will... Doesn't President Clinton give them something from the ATF? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, they get medals too. Before oh, I, I was referring <laughs> to um uh Luke's quick Chewy reference there. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> yeah, but it was a complete non sequitur, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Beavis and Butthead are in high school. They give you medals for everything in high school, right? I don't remember high school. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't get that many. Are they Are they junior high? I feel like... I, I, no. I, no, okay. I've never quite no, put it's my high finger school. on... Okay, okay. I, I don't quite remember, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah sitting I, here... I place them about like 15, so maybe freshmen. Okay, that seems about right. Yeah, because they're definitely not seniors. Um, oh, no. No, no. <laughs> They'll never get there. Half the height of the character they want to have sex with. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they're a team. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the starring roles. Uh, of course, Mike Judge. I mean, we talked about him already. The only other name that's really sticking out on here is uh, Gary Cole, which definitely sticks out. But uh yeah, they got Gary Cole. Uh, there is one voice that I recognized instantly and just about flipped in this movie, and that would be Tig Notaro. Oh, really? Okay. She's in here. She okay. plays the university professor who explains white privilege to the boys. And that, in my opinion, is the best scene in the whole movie because of that, the way that is played. <laughs> that it gag was so really good. funny. Yeah, I'm going to have to like, so rewatch that scene just now that I know who's doing the voice because I... I didn't pick. Yeah, it it's up. her. And, and, and if for anyone that's not quite, uh, well, for us Trekkie, she was on Discovery as the uh, the engineer that just pops up when her when her schedule's open, I guess. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, Tignataro is pretty popular right now, so I'm just thrilled they get her at all. Although I would love to see more Jet Reno. Would love to. She's yeah. so good. Well, I just love how clearly. I mean, she was in like an episode near the end of last season or whatever. But generally, it seems like she just shows up at some point. They shoot like five or six scenes and sprinkle them around the season, which is pretty funny. <laughs> that does seem to be what they actually do. Yeah, especially <laughs> with COVID filming. Right, right. So it's kind of like a little stand-up routine in the middle of a Star Trek episode. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I didn't catch that, though. Yeah, I, I, I did catch Gary Cole because they blast his name right at the beginning. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. The various little bit parts are played by people I've seen and stuff, but not worth going into. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I, I guess we usually talk about the actors here, but it's probably I mean, it's just this, this isn't really one you can do that with, I guess. It's not like Do America, where you have Bruce Willis and Demi Moore and, and like Robert Stack and all these names that people know. Well, the, the franchise does not currently have the pool of that. I mean, it could get it again no. for all I know. But yeah, it's just like 
you know, it's like like if the Muppets wanted to do something now, they might have a little trouble. <laughs> it would probably be kind of like this, right? Yeah. Where yeah. they do a movie, but it's direct to streaming. There is no theatrical experience. And I got to say, I miss that with this one. I mean, watching it at home is great, but part of the fun of Do America was going like you did to opening night and seeing it with a bunch of other people who like these guys. And I don't know, it's it's just cool to see a movie every now and then when you really care about the franchise or whatever it is. Oh yeah, when it's when it's thing the movie, that's part of the fun. Is it's the thing yeah. I usually see on TV, but now I'm seeing it in the theater. Exactly. And of course, I watched it a million times after seeing it in the theater a few times. But <laughs> this one we'll probably never see in a theater. And that feels very sorely missed. Yeah, uh, I, I guess for Luke and myself, sometimes we have trouble tracking what's in a theater and what's not. Uh, just because in Japan, we just get like, you know, the big like blow them up films, basically. So, <laughs> OK, like yeah, we, got, is... we get Marvel movies and Top Gun and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Like this the summer one would, blockbusters. Yeah, yeah, this one would never play in Japan, probably. Because, I mean, well, the last probably the not. last thing to translate well is humor, you know? I mean. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, how does Beavis and Butthead translate as far as cultural standards of humor? Like, it, yeah, it just it don't, I don't think that like this but, vibe would even compute in Japan. Yeah, the no. whole concept would be outrageous to them because they take schools so seriously. Gotcha. Like, Beavis yeah, and yeah, Butthead these guys would are be but... like horrendous delinquents. They you know, they, well, they the are villains, <laughs> but... the villains of the piece in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking what would be a Japanese equivalent. And um, actually, I took my daughter to that that movie where I ended up having a sit in the lobby last month, which is um, Osomatsu-san, which is, maybe 20 years ago, it's like it was like uh, sex tuplets, like six boys, right? Getting off to misadventures about, you know, 10 years old. So there's a new version which does have sort of that... Um, vindictive streak or whatever where they're all like 10 years older and they're um what is it frita what what is it uh neat when you, no when you know no, when you don't work and stuff in japan yeah. free oh i don't know the japanese one but last time neat, you told me about it neat, you called them neat. Neat. that's literally yeah. what i said yeah it is. I, I heard I, I heard meat sorry okay. but yes you're right okay <laughs> They're neat, which means they just stay at home. They don't get a job. They screw around. So, like, you know, one of them tries to get a job, and the others, like, all like attack him, basically. So, <laughs> like, no, you can't do that. Or like, you know, one's trying to sleep, and they're all like, no, we're all using our phones at two in the morning. So that I guess that's the closest equivalent you would get here. But then that wouldn't play well in the um, states because the main jokes in that are just like, you know, like butt jokes, like 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 visual ones, as opposed to oh. the. Um, as opposed yeah, to yeah, the... as exciting as that is. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, I don't know if American the... audiences would go for it full time. I mean, there's some vomit in here, but mostly it's this language that's truly horrible with Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's them laughing about things they find funny, like, you know, get off and docking maneuver. <laughs> yeah, I definitely the docking maneuver is highly entertaining. <laughs> yes, was. <laughs> You gotta love that they're savants just because they think it looks like intercourse. I mean, this is so on brand. So good. <laughs> yeah, I certainly didn't feel like I was watching a rehash or a like failed reconstruction. I was like, oh, this this fully is Beavis and Butthead. I mean, this you know, yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's really no excuse you need to make for this. So <laughs> if you like it or you don't. You really do. Yeah, and I hope the reception has been good overall because I think as a movie, it's it's not terrible and it certainly does its job. It is a bridge. It's to bring people back in and lead up to 
and I don't know if you have this in Japan yet, but we have in the States, at least it's airing another new season of Beavis and Butthead, actual episodes with videos and all that. When are the videos from? Are they going vintage or new? Who it, make, do, do they're make doing, videos now? <laughs> the music videos are, I think, newer music, but they're not doing just that. They're also doing things like YouTube videos, TikToks, random internet things. And it's I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Like they did a thing to BTS. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> so they're really going for it. Yeah, they're I embracing guess that, 2022. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't have 15 year olds sitting around not watching YouTube at this point. So, <laughs> right. They're not going to be watching a Soundgarden video anymore. That's just <laughs> not the thing. That's what I do at 2 a.m. No, I, no, I don't get to watch <laughs> Soundgarden videos, but uh, <laughs> I'll get down. I'll get down strange YouTube rabbit holes, of course. <laughs> oh, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> This is, I guess, with the sci-fi concepts and such here, this is uh, part of our 2022 run through the multiverse, is it? <laughs> yeah, multiverse is the big word at the moment in Hollywood for whatever reason. I yeah, like... we see a couple incarnations of Beavis and Butthead here. Yeah, I feel like they just kind of stumbled into it with this one because, we, you know, we did um, Everything Everywhere and, of course, Doctor Strange. We have to compare those two, right? And then this one pops sure. and it's just like, well, it's doing it also, but it's, I mean, here, I, I don't. It's primarily think would... a time travel thing. There's only really those other Beavis and Butthead are actual multiversal. Right. But we get so yeah. many at the end. I, I guess it's just that everyone in that universe is a Beavis and Butthead. But, uh... mm. <laughs> <laughs> which I have questions about. I don't know if you guys do, but since these are smart Beavis and smart Butthead, are they the smartest of their species only because they're like the least inbred? Because everybody looks like them. What is going on? Well, there, there was a line they said, we're the smartest Beavis and Butthead. But in the grand scheme of things, we're still not very smart. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think right. that was a universe of Beavis and Buttheads. I think that was various Beavis and Buttheads from across the multiverse. Oh, okay. I yeah, missed like, that. I, saw it as I thought like they a, were all the citizens. No, I saw it as like a Rick and Morty Councillor Ricks thing. God. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, because if no one's scoring, where did they all come from, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually my thought at the end of the movie. It's like, well, if no one's scoring, where did they all come from? <laughs> <laughs> my other question is, where is Serena? What is she doing in that multiverse? Is she Getting going to possibly come back? I think she's getting as far away as she can. <laughs> <laughs> and do you blame her? But yeah, <laughs> that was she's still on the run for wanting to kill people. So yeah. <laughs> not in that universe. I mean, come on. She didn't come in that universe. <laughs> well, she's a hero in that universe. She, she gets she enables medals to be given. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, what are, what are sci-fi con? We got a nice black hole. This is definitely in the uh, post-interstellar vision yeah. of a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> so so that that's that's all well and good. But um yeah, yeah, we do get to like the twilight zone like interstellar distances. It's like if that black hole is that close to Earth, Earth is is kind of shafted. <laughs> right. You're kind of done and so is most of the rest of the solar system pretty likely. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, all you have to do is be like, well, I'm watching Beavis and Butthead. So, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right. We really can't be taking this that seriously. And if you are watching Beavis and Butthead for scientific accuracy, I'm sorry, you need to watch a different show. It wasn't the scientific accuracy, but the hurdle I had to get over is Beavis and Butthead don't make sense (laughs) because when they're talking to each other, obviously they are cognizant of what they're saying, but they're so oblivious and stupid to everything around them. Yeah, that is like, part of the art. Yeah, but that's once like, I accepted, okay, that's just how it works. Um, that is how it works. And especially in this new season, that's how it works, where they are so stupid that they, it's very rarely about them doing things. It's things happening to them and their reaction to that. Mm. So eventually, I, the film it most reminded me of is Bean, the first Bean. Mr. Bean movie. Oh, Mr. B. Yeah, okay. because he he's just this force that exists. And yeah, everyone else can be a character who's written and stuff happens and whatever. But Mr. Bean just Mr. Bean's through the movie. And that's the same here. Beavis and Butthead just Beavis and Butthead their way through the movie. Yes, and everyone else exactly rea- has to react and act in a way that makes sense. But they don't. Right. <laughs> Not, <laughs> totally. Nothing they do makes sense. <laughs> And once yeah, I like cottoned onto that, I was like, oh, okay, right. I can just sit back and just watch the nonsense. But yeah, at first, Serena. I'm just thinking like, guys, when are you going to get it? And I'm like, oh, they're not no, going to get it. No, they won't. <laughs> they're never going to understand anything. They Serena will not learn anything. Unravels the mystery at the end. That, that's fantastic. Almost. <laughs> almost. A great I mean, it kind of took her long enough, but she's, she's that very typical politician in America at, at that point where everything centers around her and it's got something to do with her and she's got to save her ass. Mm. That's, that's all she cares about. I, I did notice the, the one dude mentioning like the East German training. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fact, great He's obviously been like... around a little bit. Yeah. That's where you're overthinking, right? Where you have yeah. so much knowledge from decades of living in your head that it doesn't make sense to most people because they're just not thinking like that. I just thought it was fantastic that that reference was out of date in 1998. So <laughs> <laughs> it's even more so now. Definitely. <laughs> like, where's this guy been? That's fantastic. Um, he probably thinks the KGB is still spying on him and stuff. Oh, they are. But maybe they are. <laughs> maybe they are. Maybe they really are. <laughs> um, Which is why East Germany is still a thing in his head. Right, right, right. The world is how you see it. It's all a matter of perspective. <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, you're talking about like the sci-fi concepts it uses and the fact that a big subplot is like the feds want to dissect the aliens <laughs> is so 90s. Very much. <laughs> right? It really is. It's, I mean, that was such a, any kind of like fish out of water space alien comedy, that would be a plot. And you just don't see it anymore because it's so played out. <laughs> I kind of appreciated that as a 90s callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, this isn't like, a criticism. That was great. I think they knew what they were doing. Yeah, but it was cool that they, I don't know, that they did that just because Beavis and Butthead is so 90s. It's almost mm. like remembering where they came from. Well, it felt like 
overall, the film's kind of structure was more 90s than like a modern film. Just That's the, true. Just like bumbling through incident to incident. At the end, the status quo is just restored. <laughs> road yes. trip. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's a road trip movie, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I guess we still get those, but there there is definitely like sort of a 90s strain of that. So, <laughs> um, well, what, what were you in high school? Were you, were you a Beavis or a Butthead? I, I can't, I guess I was a Butthead. <laughs> um, because you, you, you know, my sense of humor is just if I can think of something funny, I'll say it no matter how mean it is to my friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've said some pretty horrendous things to people I like. So <laughs> you say the most insulting things to them, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I do. That's who. We that's how you should express your love. Insults for um, listen to the uh, the episode where Matt guested on my game show podcast, and you'll see how mean I can be to people I like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or or you could just be the puzzler again. So <laughs> he he decided to be a Batman villain for an entire podcast. <laughs> wow all right but i'll have to check that out decided isn't even the right word it just kind of happened to me <laughs> <laughs> something oh, yeah. went wrong in there <laughs> it's like the amusement park ride right you know mm-hmm. something's gonna happen then something horribly goes wrong so yeah i had braces for two years so i guess i had to associate with the butt head because uh you know i had dark hair and braces like oh no i've turned it in- and i was 15 so mm. it was like you know that that's the thing it's it's like oh is this too real now that that's that's the trick with the beavis and butthead um i guess another fun question would be how far have you driven in reverse (laughs) not nearly as far as they have how about you guys i think i've driven that like a driveway maybe (laughs) i feel like that's the usual length yeah yeah I'm, i'm sure i've had to thread something ridiculous in japan before because the streets are really tiny, and then you oh. end up and there's a dead end. Yeah, maybe I did have to mess around in some country lane back in the UK. Oh. I've definitely been in the car for that. I can't remember if I've been driving for that. Sorry, I actually have a story for this. I drove backwards a lot more than this. This is a, in university. My university girlfriend, she was like near her house. It's like in a normal suburb. She's like, there's this mansion. And she's like, let's go check it out. So we go and there's a gate and we go start driving up. And then these dogs start running out. Like, you know, Mr. Burns. Is it Mr. I was gonna say, is it Mr. <laughs> Burns mansion? Yeah, basically. So I start driving in reverse and then I bop the car into like one of the um cinder like pillars or whatever, the gate. So <laughs> and I I drove backwards for like a good 30 seconds. So actually I gotten a lot closer to this than I should have <laughs> and I, I, I don't remember why you told my parents there was a dent in the back of the car but <laughs> it wasn't the truth I remember that but <laughs> well, your dad just found out that's right yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a 20 year old car when that happened so <laughs> no harm no foul it wasn't the end of the world but yeah, yeah I was like you know, you don't. Know, like, yeah, we were we were driving up to the rich people house just to see it. But hey, I don't know. When you're 20, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> Most um, damage I ever did to my parents' car was before I could even drive, because I borrowed a bigger kid's bike and I couldn't control it, and I just scratched the side of their car with a bike. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even realize I had such a fantastic um, answer while while okay. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
I've got this big unifying theory that you can trace a straight line from Marty McFly to Beavis and Butthead. Where okay, Marty McFly is that. like the original slacker hero. But you mm. watch the film and it's like he plays guitar really well. He has a girlfriend. Even in the quote-unquote bad version of his future, he has a job and a family and whatever. And then as the 80s yeah. burst and the 90s come in, our slackers go from like Marty McFly to Bill and Ted to like Wayne's World and finally to Beavis and Butthead. We're just right. like all of the charisma and charm and like having friends drops off and like the nihilism just builds up <laughs> until it's just like two complete losers who don't, their whole world is just sitting and chatting shit with each other. Yep. That so was the word I was thinking of was they're losers. <laughs> Yeah, but like Marty McFly, they tell you trend. he's a loser, mm. but he's not. <laughs> like not in he's killing it. No. Yeah, he's doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean maybe he's not the rock star he dreamed of being, but other than that, he's got the cracky voice. I don't know. Maybe that's what does it. Mm. <laughs> Which is still <laughs> light years more dealable than Beavis and Butthead's voices, of course. If you actually had to talk to these guys, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean he's not like the muscular Giga Chad. But other than that, he's doing fine. <laughs> because I'm thinking, uh, Bill and Ted, they're slackers. They, they do take the, they need a time machine to do it, but they learn to shred eventually, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but Wayne when puts we on a him. massive concert. Mm. Yeah. Wayne's yeah. Wayne, I, I, feel, I guess you got to put Wayne before Bill and Ted. Wayne, uh, he's just got like bad hair, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, his only talent is just sitting on the sofa and talking into the camera, right? So <laughs> he can play he's the guitar. Been... Okay. But yeah. He and got he has a girlfriend. Like dead. You got Wayne stock, right? Yeah. Sorry, I actually I guess did Wayne stock. While I was having my COVID, um, my my hanging out in my room for COVID, I watched both Wayne's worlds again twice. But <laughs> nice. Wayne is above Bill and Ted, but where's Garth? Okay, Garth is there. Ooh. We go. That's the, so you the put them as a off. pair. Then yeah. <laughs> yeah, Garth would really like to hang with Bill and Ted, probably. Yeah, probably. Well, Gar- Although Garth I'm, is super smart, he's a massive geek. Mm, he mm. just is probably not going to ever mold his talents into being super successful, right? At least by Beavis our standards. Butthead world, he would basically end up being like, t- just to make a South Park comparison, he'd be the butters of the group. <laughs> <laughs> like just kind of, but more intelligent. His, yeah, he'd be using his science stuff, and then horrible things would happen to him through no maybe auto- so. <laughs> I could see. I can. I kind of want to see like the South Park version of Garth. Now that would be cool. <laughs> He'd be cute. I, I do like how this movie um included the meme from a few years ago of what what would Beavis and Butthead actually look like. So that drawing, <laughs> so I mean, great. That's pretty normal in my nightmares. I think. Well, they point. <laughs> I like that they pointed out that they're clearly not human because everyone else in this is just like the Archer animated style, and then they're just Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I got a question for you guys. In your version that you saw at the very beginning, like in the intro, did you get the 3D Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're flying a little spaceship and shooting yeah. the credits. Because I, I was worried that was going to be the whole film when I was like, I don't like how this looks. <laughs> I was a little weirded out by it. I didn't like it either. And I was so relieved when they went back to 2D. Like, okay, mm. phew, this is Beavis and Butthead. I guess we are starting to see a little more 2D animation creep back into American animation. Because, you know... Uh, you know, in Japan, they got just like the 
tent the boatloads of anime. So you, I'm sure it's computer like driven at this point, but it looks as sure. that 2D look. But yeah, you know, once once Disney and Pixar and DreamWorks just got you know started to drown in the pool of 3D CGI or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, it's anytime kind of nice to see 2D coming back. Anytime CGI is used for something it shouldn't be used, I'm always like, is this because the other option has a better union? Because that's usually the answer. Mm, that's why Marvel yeah. uses CGI instead of even doing makeup and stuff like that. Mm. It just for that watcher imagery, yeah, last year they had the what if, which again, very computer driven animation, but mm. basically 2D. With Trying to look view. like a like an old comic book illustration, at least. That's that's fine, though, because I mean, I, I recently read a book about the history of animation. Yeah, old school animation is like impossible, you know? <laughs> they only did it then because there was no other choice. <laughs> right. I, I get it to an extent, but then when I'm watching like Dragon Ball and the fights that they hand draw are just a million times better than the stuff they do on computers. But maybe that's just my 90s nostalgia. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I do music and I think I've made the comparison before. You know, I have a, like a proper vacuum tube amplifier for my guitar like that I'm pointing at it at the moment. But I'm usually just going to go use my iPad and plug it into that because it's simpler that way. <laughs> sure. You know, I just, yeah, it takes like five seconds. Whereas now, otherwise I got to get all the wires together, hope that the, you know, wait for the tubes to warm up for a second, that sort of thing. So, yeah. So, the you know, there's, where is the line between convenience and like keeping something real, so to speak? I feel like this is pretty on brand, though. As far oh, as aside yeah. from that intro, yeah, it's consistently Beavis and Butthead. Maybe looks a little more refined, especially from those really earlier episodes where they were still trying to find the Beavis and Butthead look. Mm. You know, there's certain things that stick out as like. Sometimes when they over-exaggerate the animation, like that's very common with Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And I remember watching an interview with Mike Judge saying in those earlier days, he had to knock that kind of stuff out of the animators because he wanted them to be a little more blank and less expressive. And that was the antithesis to a lot of animation. And so when I see that sort of stuff on Beavis and Butthead, it, it sticks out like a sore thumb just because I know that that wasn't the vision and it just seems really out of place. There is a moment in this movie, too, where I think that happens. And it wasn't even with the 3D stuff. It's where <laughs> the the foot kicks Beavis across the science fair. Mm. And his face just, you know, it bulges out. It's like, ah! and it's not in line usually with how Beavis is portrayed at all. And I wondered, hmm, did he just let that one go? or hmm, If you do here? it just like once it kind of works even in the context right Maybe like this that's... is the time he got kicked so hard he actually reacted <laughs> and uh, that's kind of the conclusion i had to get to in my head too yeah. to i guess rationalize it like this is the one and only time you get that one and then you're done with it mm. i mean it was enough to burn down the science fair that's that's a pretty big kick <laughs> yeah <laughs> fire is very prominent in this movie <laughs> um what's what's the most horrible pose. I was just going to ask how how much did you and your friends kick each other in the nuts as kids Matt? I I remember <laughs> trying to get to get into a fist fight with someone just to see what a fist fight was like in the boy scouts. <laughs> <laughs> like we oh, weren't at, we weren't pissed at each other or anything. We were like, let's, let's have a fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my Does friends did that all the time. But I also got into a couple of real fights. 
whenever the concept of stepping on ants comes up with my students, I always show them these scars on my wrist and tell them, which is that I got them in a fight with a kid who was stepping on ants. <laughs> like, hey, stop stepping on their mans. No. And yeah, that ended in a fist fight where I had him in a headlock and he dug his nails into my wrists. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, I almost had that happen in a class last week. So, so yeah, I, guess, I guess I would have beaten up Beavis if I knew him. <laughs> no, I had a I had a kid, a five-year-old student last week. He's trying to kick up a table. It's gonna like go on top of all these girls. So I have to pull him out of there, and then he's like just like kicking and screaming. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I was wondering if I was gonna end up with a with a scar there. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. These children are dangerous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to tell us that. They two <laughs> teachers in unison with each other. Um, <laughs> I guess we don't quite have a Beavis and Butthead. I mean, again, like I said, this wouldn't show in Japan. I feel like there is no template for Beavis and Butthead well, in other I, cultures. I think Beavis and Buttheads do exist in Japan, but we wouldn't see them because we work in a cram school. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good point. They wouldn't go there. They wouldn't come to us. Yeah. But um, I'm just thinking like we don't really have that stereotype. Mm. in japan so much like like that's where i was saying that you know you're talking about oh you're in the uk so beers and butt that don't hit so hard what what is there like a variant i mean you mentioned it, it wasn't so much that because they didn't land it's because we didn't have mtv mm, okay just i think like people who saw beavis and butthead liked it it just didn't come over here in the same way okay gotcha um we do because yeah we have i'm trying to think what the difference is um because I've seen some UK stand-up comedians. I, I think watching even like Ricky Gervais uh, uh, doing stand-up or something, I'm like, I don't quite follow this. Like, why this is so obviously funny, you know? there is a comedy. There is a difference in comedy. I very, I often don't find American comedy as funny. Uh, there's definitely like dryness is a big thing in the UK. But even some yeah. bad is quite dry. Yeah, yeah. That, At least they when... themselves are. But it's also very juvenile too. Yeah. Oh, we can be pretty juvenile. Yeah. I was going to say, Ricky Gervais' humor is like, kind of that way too sometimes. It's that American kind of juvenile where they don't actually swear much. The British Beavis and Butthead would be like calling each other the F word and C word constantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be the difference. Because yeah, a few years later you get, um, I'll be able to say a few years later, like 10 years later. Did you ever catch the in-betweeners, Matt? I did not. It's a British sitcom about, um, yeah, lame high school boys who can't get laid. <laughs> ah. was, the difference is it's extremely vulgar in a way that <laughs> Beavis and Butthead doesn't get close to. Oh. Yeah, there's a weird <laughs> innocence about Beavis and Butthead, you know? I yeah, mean, it's almost, yes. no one in the UK is innocent. <laughs> it's, it's almost shocking that Smart Beavis does score at the end. Mm. <laughs> it's like right? Giant he never scores. Event. Exactly. Uh, I was actually for the the UK stuff. I was I was going ten years in the opposite direction. Think of the young ones as sort mm. of being in this vibe. And possibly <laughs> another difference is in the UK, like our drinking age is eighteen, and most people are drinking at like fifteen or sixteen. See, Beavis and Butthead would love that. Yeah. Whereas, so like a Beavis and Butthead age, you're already going to house parties, getting drunk. <laughs> so I think like. <laughs> By the end of high school, I don't think many people haven't scored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, other than the bath salts, yeah, I can't really imagine these guys, you know, drinking or doing any drugs. Right. So. Well, they try. 
They try <laughs> oh, to get right, beer right. And, and, and drugs, but they're, again, too stupid to actually succeed at it. Whereas, yeah, if, if you want to get drinks at that age in the UK, you just go into a bu- pub and you order a meal and then you're allowed to buy a beer with it. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow that- Beavis and Butthead would screw that up. Yeah. <laughs> or you just tell your parents, I want to have a pipe with my friends. Can I get some beer? And they'll probably buy you a crate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have whole movies about that, right? Yeah, <laughs> in America, trying to get around it, um, right? But so, I, yeah, I, definitely... I think there is just like it's like high school for Americans. Sorry, college for Americans is stuff that Brits have all already done at high school. Yes, I think <laughs> from what I know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah, it's like a weird rite of passage here. We're a little delayed. You guys are all over it. Hmm. And I think you have the right idea, to be honest. Like, I think the longer you try to hold back from, you know, sex, drugs and rock and roll and all of that, uh, the more alluring it is. Well, like I had a friend who um, was my friend from a quite young age, but when we would hang out around that age, he was very straight edge. So we would have like a sleepover and all night. We'd all stay up all night playing video games and messing around and drinking or whatever. He'd be like, oh, no, I'm going to do my homework and go to bed at 11. And he was that guy all the way through school. And then he went off to college and I saw him six months later. And he's like the most notorious, dangerous party animal you'll ever meet. See, that's what happens. Yeah, we went on a trip and he ripped the radiator off the wall. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, holding back doesn't necessarily help. Now, you yeah, shouldn't. Like, yeah. If you're going to. Extremes the other way, of, of course, and the same hmm. thing, but. But yeah. yeah, if you're going to get super drunk for the first time, maybe it's best to do it in a house where your parents live and can make sure you don't die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that way you maybe get it out of your system a little bit, too. Like the curiosity is gone, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like just thinking one or two bad experiences and then maybe you don't feel like, well, I'm going to show you this isn't you the case. <laughs> you do keep binge drinking for 10 years in the UK, but eventually you realize <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I mean, hangovers are not that much fun. No yeah. hanger if you're never sober. <laughs> ha! Hair of the dog. No, I was just thinking about, you know, like teenagers flipping out on psychedelic drugs. And it's like, well, you know, in like older cultures, they probably would have like, you know, made a ceremony coming of mm. age out of it. You know, here's, right? your, here's your wacky juice to go or kicking you out in the woods for the next three days and if you come back you're a man <laughs> there you go you trip on acid and you come back a changed person yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i don't see bs and butthead doing that so i mean no <laughs> they they yeah just as far as acquiring things they can't manage it they might want it but they can't you know <laughs> exactly i guess the whole point is they don't live life like you said everything happens to them i mean mm. their life really is in front of that television anything yeah, else is, they... is an annoyance they have no idea what it is to actually go out and like have a plan to do something. They think they do, but there's a certain point where they have a thought and it stops and it can't go any further. And that's why everything backfires on them and things happen to them because they just can't get over that hump. It's not in them. Turn off your mind sometime. You never know what you're gonna find. Relax yourself today As the world starts to drift away You have to touch the sky You have to know the reasons why You have to smell the sun 
So this is an interesting one to talk about how how it uh, how it's gonna hold up hold up uh, <laughs> yeah but well yeah because it's all it's like made specifically as a relic relic I I'm really not sure how this movie is going to go down in the go down. overall lore yeah go down <laughs> here we go and now we've totally devolved <laughs> hey we made it 45 minutes it's pretty good because <laughs> it is a movie and yet it didn't get the theatrical release I didn't have a whole release. lot of fanfare and I, you know I think a lot of that might ride uh, on <laughs> how the season that they're airing now goes uh, apparently a second one is in the works and then i guess from there that largely depends on the reception i'm guessing and so if it's good and things keep going maybe it'll kind of get better with age or if not it might kind of be like that 2011 season that a lot of people think wasn't as great as classic beavis and butthead i think there's some gems in there myself but like overall yeah i see the point but nevertheless i was thrilled to have beavis and butthead at all so that's kind of how i feel now yeah with this one there's there's i think we're still at the tail end of the forgiveness zone for a movie <laughs> for, for a movie not being in theaters because you know there was what i mean yeah covid what, what are the, the ones that really um dune just made it out in the theater like by luck but it was it was also on tv first wasn't it or streaming i think so yeah dune, it, dune it was, was on like, hbo max like pretty quickly after or something okay I think yeah, so they, yeah yeah because they have like what the 40-day window now so it, i mean being in a theater barely matters unless you just end up going to theaters which some of which us i are. think enough people are because like films are still breaking billions again so yeah but that's also because tickets cost like 50 bucks <laughs> yeah <so. laughs> yeah that's you why I don't the, go to the theater very often, but I would go see Beavis and Butthead mm -hmm. if they bring it to the screen. You need like the 4DX experience where they spray water in your face through the entire movie. <laughs> I'm not sure that's something you'd want out of a Beavis and Butthead movie. <laughs> Just nacho cheese and <laughs> vomit. vomit. That's what they do. <laughs> spray nacho cheese. <laughs> oh, God, that was okay. Sorry, I was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My 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 preteen snack was um the the jalapeno cheese dip, Cool Ranch Doritos, and Dr Pepper, which must be the most unhealthy thing possible. <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty sure that's the majority of Beavis and Butthead's diet. <laughs> Are you grabbing the most unhealthy thing ever, Luke? Uh, Just Dr. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dr Pepper, where's your nachos? Uh, I don't have nachos. I got a shitload of candy left over from watching horror movies with my friend and wanting to eat Halloween sweets. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That qualifies. They do cool. that. Mm. A little early. A lot of people get into Halloween early these days. So it's like, let's get into It was cooler. actually like Halloween. 10 months late because we missed last Halloween. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So do, do people have to have lived through the 90s to enjoy this? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question for Gen Z. Because I'm I'm a I'm younger than you guys, but I was I was born in 1990, so I did see the whole 90s. Because um, there are gags in here which are just funny jokes, right? Like the bit, yeah, the whole bit with the white privilege is a really funny subversion. <laughs> that was I because just didn't see it coming. They're like, do you think you'll change your behavior? I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that's it's not at all what you think they mean. That's the power of good comedy because if MSNBC wants to tell you that message, it's 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 you it's we're in Karen territory. But here you make the point and it's funny and it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what they do with it, I mean, really. Mm. It's making some social commentary, but it's also hilarious at the same time. It's just so brilliantly done. Yeah, well, that's the whole film because it obviously the whole Beavers and Butthead 90s shtick of his two losers who want to get laid. You know, I don't think you'd make that in 2022, but they managed to do it in a way where it's still it's not super judgy, but the film is still saying like, yeah, this is lame. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. They found a way to make that work in 2022, which I think was one of the biggest questions people had when I think it was about a year out. Mike Judge announced that Beavis and Butthead were coming back. I think it's San Diego or San Diego Comic Con or something like that. Like, mm. OK, was not expecting that just because the times really are different. Do Beavis and Butthead belong in our culture? And the answer is yes. There's plenty of things for them to comment on. Is it a little different? Yeah, but not extremely. Not at all. One thing that definitely had me thunking a little bit is when they do show the um the modern Beavis and Butthead. Oh, this is you would have lived the 24 years. I'm like, man, it looks like they, they're 50 years down the line there. <laughs> they have so, not aged well. No, no. Which I, I mean, that's a funny joke, but I, well, I if, wonder if, if that's almost like a meta joke. Like the show started well. in 92. That would be 30 years ago. So they would be like 45. You know, they look like they're 70, right? Well, they sat on their sofa and ate <laughs> yeah, nachos that whole time. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> not that many, that much nachos and cheese dip will do that to you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it does look like they did eventually get their hands on some beer and some vaping and mm. cigarettes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But he already had the walker, right? I'm like, well, yeah. be in his right. Late yeah, Butthead's got 40s. the scooter. <laughs> of course, it could so they're be not lazy. doing terribly well. No, no. Well, they're not leaving the couch anyway, so who cares? <laughs> I just like that. Those guys are cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, as, as we're winding this down, uh, Shara, thanks for joining us today. I, I guess you can plug what you're going to do after this podcast. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, plug. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for having me on the show. This was a lot of fun. I love talking about Beavis and Butthead. Uh, normally, I'm talking Star Trek. And you can find me doing that on Mission Log Live every now and again. I've done some Star Trek podcasts. If you want to look me up, my handle is oh, the profanity on Twitter. And that's the best way to chat me up. Ruve, and thanks for coming in today. Uh, Luke, you want to you do our, our thing? If you enjoyed this podcast, we're on Twitter at MLSFSPod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just make sure you search Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Give us a five-star rating and a review and all of that jazz and tell your friends. And if you want to help support the podcast, you can go over to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. And even if you don't want to support, go to that website to find links to the other podcasts me and Matt create. No support. <laughs> yeah, you need the support. <laughs> <laughs>
Unseen. Predator. Alien. Event Horizon.